get everybody it is friday and you know that means one thing and one thing only it is time for nfl props with a capital p we're here every single friday at 2 p.m eastern time subscribe to this youtube channel Turn on the notifications because we have so much content in your feed right now. It is crazy. MMA tonight, Bellator UFC in your feed right now. We've got English Premier League soccer Saturday, Sunday, Monday in your feed right now. Don't forget more props on Sunday. Two different NFL shows, noon Eastern time, 720 Eastern time. We got you locked and loaded top to bottom. Now, a little housekeeping before I bring in the stars of the show, and I know you guys are locked and loaded. Make sure you pound that like button. Throw in your Twitter handle. That's the only way we can get a hold of you. And if we get 200 likes, I'll give away two year-long memberships to Sportsline. But you got to follow Sportsline at Twitter. You got to subscribe to our YouTube page. And then you also have to put your Twitter handle in the live chat. All of that is for free. All of that is for free, and you could be eligible to win a year-long membership. Now, one of the bosses, been very active on social media. His name's Noah. He's also in the chat right here. You want to get over at the bosses? You take take note of Noah Stanley in the comments section. That's how nervous I get when the bosses are actually watching the show. I get very, very nervous. So Noah said, I'm going to give away 10 t-shirts. If you tell me your favorite phrase that's said on the early edge, I didn't realize how many we had. I didn't realize how many we used, but you guys are amazing. So here are the 10 winners. Jeweler, throw up the full screen. You guys are amazing. Take a look. If you see your name on here, we will reach out to you. DM the winners, and you have an early edge brand new. They're hot off the presses. I don't even have one yet. In these 10 names right here on the screen, you all have won a brand new early edge t-shirt, and we're going to do more giveaways, pint glasses. We're going to do mugs. We're going to do hats. We're going to do it all. But you got to tune in live on the show in order to win. Or whenever Noah says, throw me your favorite phrase. You never know. You never know. Okay, enough housekeeping. Let's bring in the stars of the show. They've been waiting long enough in the waiting room and look at them. They are locked and loaded. This is the number one spot for props. And it's his favorite hour of the week. Alex, welcome back to the show, sir. Mr. Coach, Mr. Richard, it's a pleasure to be here. It's sunny and beautiful in the Pacific Northwest. Not sure if you guys can tell, but the sun is shining and I'm happy. And this is my favorite hour of the week. And I'm here with you gentlemen discussing props. Nowhere else I would rather be than right here, right now with you guys. And there is nowhere else that we would want you to be. I can tell you that. It is also beautiful and sunny in Southern California. So we've got the West Coast covered. Now, my man, Dave. Where do you actually live, Dave? I don't even know where you live at. I am coming to you live from South Florida. Okay, Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, Fort home Lauderdale. of CBS Sports Digital. We've got a bunch of studios down here. I'm in the fantasy studio right now, coming to you live. We do fantasy football today from this studio, noon Eastern, every day in sunny South Florida. Yeah, our award-winning show at Sportsline and CBS Sports HQ and CBS Sports Fantasy Football today. It's an absolute juggernaut. Don't miss it every single day. Now, here's what we do on this show. I test my two prop gurus. I say, give me six or seven or whatever you find are your best prop bets of the week. It could be from 10 games. It could be from two games, whatever it is. But you want to get them in before the number changes, hence the name, The Early Edge. If you have any props, you are wondering about or you're interested in throw them into the chat and I will get to as many as I possibly can. I see Marcos, Eric, Chris, Chad's there. Chad, do you work? Do you have a job, Chad? You're here on every single show. 
I'm wondering, maybe you maybe you watch it work. I don't know. James, I see you too. Mr. Douthy. All right, let's get into it, guys, because we have a lot to talk about this week. This is week six. It's hard to believe that we've arrived already at week six, but we have. Let's go Bengals, Lions. The number is Bengals three and a half, the total 47. Dave, I'm going to start with you because you have not one, but two plays from this game. What do you like? I like Joe Burrow under 35 and a half pass attempts in the game. He's been under 35 and a half pass attempts in four of five games. No team has even needed 35 pass attempts against the Detroit Lions this year. And I wondered if that line was was a little bit off because maybe they want you to take the under. Maybe they thought that Joe Mixon wasn't going to play. Well, Zach Taylor took care of that for us on Friday. He announced that not only is Joe Mixon going to play, he will get his full workload in this backfield. That's right. Joe Mixon is going to be great for your fantasy team. And Burrow should be okay for your fantasy team. But he'll be great for your prop bet betting because you can go under 35 and a half pass attempts. He won't need that many pass attempts in this matchup against the Detroit Lions. And keep this in mind. The Bengals run the third fewest plays of any team in the NFL. And they've played two overtime games already this year. Their pace is slow. They don't want to overwork their offensive line. They don't want to overwork their defense. They certainly don't want to overwork their running back who's coming back from an injury or their quarterback coming off of a torn ACL. Slow is good. Handoffs are better. Joe Burrow under 35 and a half at minus 115. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love Joe Burrow. Love Tyler Boyd. Uh, By the way, my man Thomas says, I watched a show last week. Very profitable. Thomas, you can say that about this show every single week, and we appreciate you watching. All right, Alex, I know you got one play from this game as well. Give it to me. I do. I just want to touch real quickly on Dave's prop. I love that prop. I was actually going to play that prop. I saw that Dave was playing it, so I pivoted off of it. So, yeah, I love that play, Dave. Uh, the play I have sticking in this game is Amon Ra St. Brown, a favorite of Dave. You remember you called him a few weeks ago. <laughs> Over four and a half receptions. Um, Yeah, I've been really impressed with this rookie over the last two weeks. He's coming off back-to-back games with eight targets. He turned those into six and seven catches, respectively. The, the, The Lions wide receiver group is just decimated. They're extremely banged up. They just lost Quintez Cepheus to a broken collarbone. Tyrell Williams is also on injured reserve. Even TJ Hawkinson has been limited. He's been banged up. There's just really no one for Goff to throw to. Speaking of Goff, this is a quote I heard him just say about St. Brown. Saints done a great job. I think it's our job to get him involved more was Goff's exact quote. He's a guy that as a rookie, he doesn't look like a rookie. He's stepped up. He's a guy that's four or five years from now. I expect him to be the tops of the league of guys in the slot or even outside that can make those plays and do those things that you'd like to see him do. He should just be looking at very big volume going forward, which is what I'm looking for when I'm playing a receptions prop. Um, Goff mentioned something very important that he has versatility. They line him up both in the slot outside That's something that I love. I love that he's getting these high percentage routes in the slot. They may not amount to a lot of yards, but that doesn't matter. We're not looking for necessarily efficiency. We're looking for volume and we're looking for targets. So the fact that this guy is running these routes close to the line of scrimmage where Goff really likes to target, I absolutely love. So yeah, Amon Ron St. Brown over four and a half receptions. Love it. I love when you go ahead, Dave. Sure, sure. I was just going to say, he's been a roller coaster this year. I was in Detroit for their first preseason game against Buffalo, and lo and behold, he was playing with the first-team offense in that game. He was their slot guy. And then when the year started, he really wasn't nearly as involved. 
So the coaching staff clearly saw something in him during their practices. And again, you're, you were right about this, Alex. Two weeks ago, they said, all right, let's get Amon Ross St. Brown involved. And it was at that time when I was taking unders on him because I didn't think he was a big part of the offense. And I lost the prop on that. Last week, we went over on his yardage because the books did not react quick enough or well enough to what his role is in this offense. So I'm with you all the way on this one, Alex. This is a great one to take. He should get a minimum of four, five catches in the game. How dare you swear at me on this show? How <laughs> dare you, Dave, use the word under on this show? Hail to the no. Now, by the way, hold on, hold on. what? I want to use it twice, coach. <laughs> Can I curse you out twice? Is that allowed? Go, go, go for it. Go for it. Because I got another prop from this game. Uh, I, I, see, I was looking down. I thought you gave them to me as I was addressing the chat. So I just thought maybe I missed that one. But no, you didn't give no, it to us, I didn't did even you? get into this All one. Right, go, go I, ahead, I don't need that this. much time. Okay, I don't please. need this much time to deal with Tyler Boyd. <laughs> He's been over 50 yards just twice this year. Both times he needed a lot of targets. The Bengals were trailing or in competitive situations. They needed to get him involved. The combination of this being a game where they should play with an early lead and Joe Mixon being healthy makes me think that the targets just won't be there for Tyler Boyd. And if there's no targets, he's got a really tough chance to get a lot of yardage on three or four catches. He's not that type of wide receiver. He needs volume in order to be good. People in fantasy already know that. They're running to the hills on Tyler Boyd this week. (laughs) No one wants to use him, especially in non-PPR leagues. It's been consistently outside receivers who have done damage against Detroit. So look at Jamar Chase. Look at T. Higgins. Those guys can put up some numbers. I would be surprised if Tyler Boyd had 50 yards receiving. That's why, Coach, cover your ears. We're going under on this one, 49 and a half at this minus actually, 115. This is actually an under I might play. I, I might actually play uh, this under. So I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. A uh, couple of chat comments. Bring up Pooh Bear, Jeweler. Bring up Pooh Bear. Uh, Pooh Bear, apparently, uh, him and his wife watch the show together. At least I think they do. And I'm wondering, make where is that? There he is. Hey, coach, my wife thanks you guys. We have been hot since watching the show. I'm hoping you're talking about picks. That's what I'm hoping you're talking about. Otherwise, it's all good in your house. It's all good. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Me and my team, we say you're welcome. Uh, you guys have been put uh, spot on and increased my unit size. That's the best compliment. Thomas, I see that shot. Keep those things coming. We love to hear all about that stuff as we all win and play together. All right, moving on to the next game. Oh, there's Thomas. I love that. Absolutely love it. All right, our next game, Chiefs laying six and a half at Washington, the total 54 and a half. Now, Dave and Alex, remarkably, remarkably, you are on the same guy, but different props. Alex, let's start with you. Yeah, so I've got Chiefs running back Darrell Williams over 10 and a half rushing attempts. Um, If you weren't watching last weekend, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the Chiefs starting running back, suffered what looked to be a devastating knee injury and turned out to only be a mild MCL sprain. I I don't know if he's going to be placed on injured reserve, but he is ruled out for this game, and Darrell Williams will be the starting running back for the Chiefs. Um, Darrell Williams has been on this Chiefs team for a long time. He's been on the team for four years. He has played in some very big moments uh, for this offense, Andy Reid trusts him, which is really important. I actually wanted to get this prop out earlier in the week. I was somewhat concerned that the Chiefs might have 
propose a trade to uh, the Colts for Marlon Mack or another veteran running back, but they decided they have enough confidence. They have enough faith in Williams to make him the guy in their chiefs playoff run last year. Besides the Super Bowl, Williams had 13 carries in the, in the Chiefs' uh, two playoff games. So, yeah, he has the trust and confidence of Andy Reid, which is really important. We know this offense is very running back friendly. The Chiefs are also six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Washington football team. They should be playing with the lead. I expect this guy to easily have – a dozen carries or more. There is very little depth behind Williams as well. It's just Jarek McKinnon who has had a really hard time staying healthy, Mm -hmm. a ton of durability issues. He's primarily used as a pass catching running back at this stage of his career. I don't even expect him to play a lot. So yeah, I absolutely love this prop. It's Darrell Williams over 10 and a half rushing attempts on some books. It is at 11 and a half. I'm still comfortable playing it there. All right. Before I go to Dave, I think maybe you wanted to weigh in on uh, the Tyler Boyd and Scott says, uh, what did Proppy Hurst Helmsley want to say about Boyd? A Triple H reference. They know you're a huge wrestling fan. What did you want to say about? I just wanted to, uh, to piggyback on Dave's point. The majority of Boyd's production has come with T Higgins on the sideline who is playing in this game. So it just creates an even further log jam at receiver, even less targets for Boyd. So, yeah, I like to play. I just wanted to support Dave's argument a little more. All right. It's always good to have your, your backing of a prop. People are like, nah, I'm playing it right now. I'm playing it right now. Little Al, I see you in the comment section. Coach playing unders. I don't believe it. Well, don't believe it very often because it just hardly ever, ever happens. Dave, which prop are you on from this game? First of all, I think Proppy Hurst Helmsley could absolutely stick. I mean, look at Alec. I'm waiting for him to break out a sledgehammer from somewhere. Yeah. He, he looks like the game. I, I like he it. Does. Let's, let's put on the motorhead and let's roll with this. Thing. All right. I'm with you on Darrell Williams. I, I think they, he's got a great opportunity to be awesome, not only in fantasy, not only for the Chiefs, but certainly in the passing game. So I'm looking at the prop of over 15 and a half receiving yards. This is a cakewalk, coach. We've seen Daryl Williams already playing in the passing downs role when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was healthy. Now, I know they've got Jerry McKinnon on the team, but I don't see McKinnon getting into that passing downs role. Case in point, last week after Edwards-Hilaire got hurt, not only did Daryl Williams play 76% of the snaps, that is a huge margin. He played three of four snaps on third downs and fourth downs. Those are usually passing downs. Teams are going to throw then. That's when you want your running back on the field because if they're throwing, he might catch a pass. If he catches a pass, he might get you some receiving yards. He's been over 15 and a half receiving yards each of his last two games while Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was on the field. But here's the cherry on top. Washington is allowing 9.6 yards per catch to running backs this year. So all you've got to do is get two catches based on that average. And this prop's going over. It's my favorite one of the week. Daryl Williams, over 15 and a half receiving yards, minus 120, minus 120. Love that minus 120. Chat question from one man, one chance. And this is something we don't talk about a, a lot about, guys. So I'm, I'm really glad that he asked the question. Not necessarily any props that you like, but as far as parlaying together. So here's the question. Are there any props Alex and or Dave feel good enough to parlay? If so, which one? So I guess that begs the question, why don't we ever, and you guys are the prop, prop gurus, why don't we ever parlay props together? Hardly ever. Is there a reason why we don't do that? 
Uh, I just find it to be minus EV in the long run, meaning if you're going to be playing props, in my opinion, uh, there's just more value as a single bet. Um, it's very hard to hit two bets at, at one. There are rare scenarios where there could be a prop that's extremely juiced. Like I'm talking upwards of like minus 170 in that scenario, I would consider finding another play that's extremely juiced and parlaying them okay. together. But outside of that, I, I just single bet props. Okay. Very, very good. Hey. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. As we were talking, okay. Caesar's Sportsbook lowered the under on Tyler Boyd to 48 and a half. Last week, I told you they weren't paying attention and we were You're moving advantage. the market. You're moving the market. I think, but it, it literally has happened within the last maybe 90 minutes where this line went down from 49 and a half to 48 and a half. And the only reason why I'm checking is because I had looked earlier on doing and suggesting a same game parlay with Burroughs under pass attempts and Boyd's under yards. And guess what other number went down while Talk we to, were uh, talking? The Burrow pass attempts. It's down to 34 and a half. <laughs> Don't, Don't tell, tell me, me that we're not moving some needles around here, but there is some good news. If you wanted to do the same game parlay, and I agree with Alex for the most part, parlays, there's a reason why the books offer parlays, right? Because it increases their chances of winning and their odds don't necessarily reflect just how much your chances of, of winning decreases. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. I get to what it's you're saying. It's yeah. 33 if you march these two together. So if you really have conviction in both Burrow not throwing a lot and Tyler Boyd not being involved, go for the parlay. Take advantage of it. Give it a sprinkle. But otherwise, grab the shovel and use that for Burrow and for Tyler Boyd <laughs> and both of their unders. But do it quick because they're watching. They're changing. Those numbers are changing. I, uh, I really can't believe it. Do, do you not know how good you are? Do you not know how good Alex is? Oh, I tell you all the time. It, I can believe it because it happens every freaking show. By the way, Milton chat comments says listening to you guys at work is better than any music in the background. Music can't make me money like the early edge. Now, Alex is a very good singer. If you want me to have him sing you a song sometime, <laughs> I can I can do that for you. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it twice. We'll do that for you. Right, keep, pounding, <laughs> keep pounding that like button. Let's get to 200. I'll give away two year-long memberships to Sportsline. It's the best value in all of sports betting, and it's not close. If you're not a member yet, use the promo code EDGE. I'll give you 30 days for free. Just try it out. All the cappers, all the simulations, everything that you get here on this show times it by 100. And that's how good Sportsline is. All right, next game, guys. Chargers, Ravens. This could end up being one of the games of the week. Right now, Baltimore, two and a half point favorites. The total sitting at 51. This is also, like the other two games we've already talked about, a one Eastern kick. Alex, you have a play from this one, and I absolutely love it. Talk to me. I know you do, Coach. This is a play that we keep going back to the well on. I like it a lot. I'm going to talk about why I keep playing it. But, yeah, it's Austin Eckler over 37 and a half receiving yards. I've played this receiving prop almost every single week this season outside of week one. I can't stay away from it when it's below 40 yards. To me, it just simply offers too much value with Eckler's ability as a receiver and his role in the Chargers offense. This is an ideal matchup for him against the Ravens team for a number of reasons. Baltimore has given up the 
second most receiving yards to opposing running backs. The Ravens also blitz as, blitz as much as any defense in the league, which creates a lot of opportunities for opposing rushing backs to catch a screen pass, rip off a big gain after catching a pass in the flats, etc. Eckler is one of the most natural route runners at the position. He's just a massive mismatch for opposing linebackers and safeties. Mike Williams has also yet to practice this week. He's second on the team in targets. His absence would open up a ton of potential targets in the passing game if he does sit. Whether Williams suits up or not, I'd love Eckler anytime his receiving line is set under 40 yards. In a game one, in a game versus one of the most blitz-heavy teams in all the NFL, this is exactly the type of matchup where Eckler's receiving ability and his skills shine. I look for him to have at least 50 receiving yards. Uh, he could be in line for an even larger day if Mike Williams sits as well. Oh, I love this one. And that's a great point, too, depending on uh, certain injuries. Ben, I see your question. We may or may not have a Justin Fields prop coming up in a matter of moments, but we are growing so big here at the brand that it just can't be self-contained. We have to have commercials now. So let's hang tight. Chat questions. Hard for me to say sometimes. Would you play Eckler all the way up to 40 and a half, Alex? Yes. I'd pay him up to uh, probably 42 and a half. Also, coach, did you notice who's over my shoulder? Uh, oh, I did not notice that. Is that me? Could be. Oh, my God. Oh, now that now you can see it when it's a three box, you can't see it. But now I can see. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We got to have another giveaway. Hey, Dave, by the way, we hit that thousand likes on oh, Monday I night and gave it away. Awesome. With the action figure. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Now I gave I it to myself. Oh, I gave it to myself, but, but we, we oh, gave come it to on. <laughs> you have to have it. You probably have a box full of them somewhere. I've got a few, not a box full, but I have, a, I have a few, I have a few. That's, it's gotta be the coolest feeling to hold your own action figure. I'll be honest with you. True story that when my, I've, I've had three different ones made in my career. The first one, I actually went into a room by myself and I got, it was very emotional because as a kid who grew up wanting to perform, be in sports, be in wrestling, whatever, that's a, that's like a bucket list thing. You know what I mean? So okay. that was emotional. And then when I, when I started being in, in Madden, the video game, that was a bucket list too. So those yeah. two things have been highlights of my career. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> Chad says, can I get an eight by 10 of Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've got eight by 10. <laughs> it's in the mail. Think, Chad. I, don't, I don't think I've got any glamour shots. <laughs> I'll be scouring the internet all week for Dave uh, pictures to hang up in the lab. So I can, have coach Dave get the rest of the sports line family up on the wall. Keep me company at these long hours late into the night when I'm working in the lab with the cats. So oh, God, I would have you with me, coach. I think it'd be an amazing reality show to watch you in the lab and how you come up with all your different props. I think that would be amazing to watch. I really, really do. Uh, Kelsey, quick question. Robert Woods over 61 and a half uh, receiving yards. Anybody want that one? So remember last week, that was a prop that looked a little funny because going into week five, his previous high was 64 yards and he had three games with under 50 yards. And so everybody might've seen that line. And I thought it was a fish line. I thought the odds makers were trying to trap people into taking the under. And sure enough, he crushed the, he crushed the over in like the first quarter. It was amazing how he did. I think he can beat that number again, but it's not going to be like it was last week. He's not going to have as many targets. Won't have as many catches. I think we've got to take a big step back in what he did last week, but still a step forward from where he was at the beginning of the season. Wouldn't surprise me if he had a six for 75 type day as the Rams take care of business in New York. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. 
Yeah, I just think this matchup is not necessarily conducive to him having a large uh, role in the passing attack versus a Giants team that has just been decimated by injuries. I question whether or not this Giants team can stay in the game and put the type of pressure on the Rams to keep them throwing the ball late into the third, late into the fourth quarter. I would also mention, too, that he'll probably see a lot of James Bradbury. The Giants stink for the most part, but they do have an excellent outside corner in James Bradbury, who I expect to be covering a lot of Robert Woods. So I'm personally leaning more under than over on him. See, Kelsey, I bet you didn't think you'd get all that information by one little single tiny question. That's how good my guys are. That's how good my guys are. All right. Next game. And I just told you, Ben, all you got to do is be a little patient, pal. And we got you covered. Packers laying six in Chicago against the Bears. The total sitting at 44. Dave, I'm coming back to you. What do you got? So Justin Fields has thrown one touchdown this regular season. Can he make it two in one game? (laughs) I don't know. Can he? Plus 195. I'm willing to take the chance that he can. Here's what we know about the Bears offense. David Montgomery on injured reserve. His backup. Damian Williams came down with COVID. He's on the COVID list. He's not going to play. Khalil Herbert is a rookie running back who looks okay. Fantasy managers are going to start him. He might be a good number two fantasy running back, but I wonder if the Bears are just going to look at this matchup and say, Justin, it's your time. You're the face of this franchise now. You're going to go out there. We're going to revolve this thing around you, and you're going to throw against the Green Bay Packers. Or they might say to him, Justin, Aaron Rodgers has kicked our ass. We're down 28-3 at the half. You're going to have to throw to get us back into this game in the second half. Either way, works for me to get Justin Fields over one and a half touchdowns. The Packers have allowed two passing touchdowns in four or five games, including the quarterbacks like, and I know these are possible Hall of Famers here, guys. So comparing them to Justin Fields, maybe this tells you something. But Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Those guys are not great quarterbacks. I'm kidding when I say they're going to the Hall of Fame, but they each threw multiple touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. Justin Fields is talented. He's got the chance to match that and put up two touchdowns on his own. We know there's no Jair Alexander in that secondary for Green Bay. It's a mess. The Bears run game could be a mess. They could be playing from behind. I like the chances for Justin Fields to find two touchdowns. And if this, if the if the spread on this was plus 100 plus 120. Dude, I wouldn't have even brought it up, but it's nearly two to one. You got to play it. You got to play it. You got to double sprinkle play. It's a double sprinkle. It's a double sprinkle. (laughs) That's a a new thing on the show. It's a double. Oh my God. We've got the double sprinkle and we've got the shovel. And I don't know why. So we got sprinkle, double sprinkle. I don't have it. Okay, so let me be clear. Let me be clear. So a sprinkle is just a little, double sprinkle is a little more, and then the shovel is when we really feel good about it. We're just like piling it on. Piling it on. I love love those two things. I love it. That's our new thing on the show. Uh, By the way, comment from Joe. Am I the only one who wants a Jay Smooth action figure? Yes. Yes, you are. I guarantee you, you're the only one that wants. Yeah. Alex, would, do you it, want co- to would it come with a microphone that is <laughs> <laughs> attached that he speaks into and you just see your mouth moving? And- <laughs> it, it might. It might. Back, backwards hat, great lettuce on top. Uh, it, might, it might have all of that. Perfect, perfect features. Yeah, it may just have all of that. Shout out, Jay Smooth. Shout out to Jay Smooth. I know that's right. Uh, all right. Next game. God, I love this hour every week. Uh, Brandon, uh, chat question. Mac Jones over 25 and a half completions. Who wants to take that one? 
I don't love it. I personally think that the Cowboys secondary has been playing pretty well. Um, I can also see this game being somewhat of a ball control game where uh, Dallas is running the ball a lot. They've been leaning a lot on that running game, grinding a lot of clock. I'm not sure. That's a, it's a big number. Uh, yeah, I just personally, I think it's a little too high to look over, not necessarily playing this under, but yeah, I just think it's a bit too high to look over. All right, very good. Well, that's our, oh, you don't mind it? I don't mind it. We've seen Mac Jones do a couple of things already this season. Number one, he likes to follow the Patriots order of dinking and dunking, not necessarily try and target deep. I think that's a way that they can use the clock to their advantage. A little bit of ball control in New England. We've also seen him go over this number in three of five games. I I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to just completely dominate this one. Um, I think the Patriots can hang around a little bit. I don't know how well New England's going to be able to slow down the run game of the Cowboys. Pass game is a big question mark, but I, I think that there is a chance on the other side of the ball for Mac Jones to get in the neighborhood of 35-ish pass attempts and maybe come through on 26 or 27 completions. I think it's going to be a little tight, which is why you don't want to necessarily go after this one. All the props that I give, I think that they could win uh, even if the prop is down by like, 8%, 10%, gotcha. something like that. Gotcha. This one, this I think, is really that. too close. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you, boys, very much, because that's the next game we're getting into. You see how I make that work? That I ask you a question about the Cowboys and the Patriots, and that's the next game. How about that? So let's get into the picks that you do have for this game, because the number is three. The total is 50 and a half. This is a late game, 425 Eastern time on Sunday. Dave, let's come right back to you for your first one, and then, Alex, I'll come to you. Ezekiel Elliott's been playing amazing. I remember after week one, we were sitting in this studio and we were a little bit concerned about the lack of usage against Tampa Bay. And he's put that to rest since that game, 97 or more total yards. I don't know what the odds makers are thinking here, which makes me a little bit nervous because maybe they're trying to pull me into this one, but his total number is 94 and a half yards at minus 115. I think he goes over this. We've seen Camara and Leonard Fournette. Yes. Even Leonard Fournette get over 100 total yards against the Patriots. I don't think their run defense is that great. More importantly, I think the Cowboys' run game is very strong, and I think they're going to continue to lean on it in this game, which is why I think Ezekiel Elliott can come through with 100 total yards, not just 100 rushing yards. What he does in the air, that matters here too. I think this number's a little light, to be honest with you. I like it a lot, over 94 and a half. All right, chat question, though. The rushing number is 78 and a half. Would you play that, too, or do you like the combined just that much better? I I like I like them both. I, I probably like them both evenly, but now I'm starting to wonder why are they so low? Because I think when it comes to Ezekiel, oh, you could get away with a prop being in the 80s, if not even like 91 and a half rushing against the Patriots. Okay. And again, I mentioned Leonard Fournette is someone who we don't look at as necessarily a great NFL running back, but he was able in a game, maybe mm-hmm. because it was in the rain or whatever, but he was able to go and get a bunch of yards against this Patriots team. I think this is what's what the Cowboys are now is a team that likes to be a little bit more balanced, certainly more than they were in week one. And I think we could see Ezekiel Elliott come through for a hundred total yards in the game. I guess I like the total yards better than just the rushing yards, but I do like them both. All right. I feel like if I ask you that again, you're going to tell me you like the under on the rushing yards next time. <laughs> you're going to change. So. <laughs> you're like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. Oh, look at John. There's uh, Phil, my guy, Eric. Kelsey, you know how to get to my heart with a bunch of coach hearts there. Uh, keep getting that uh, 
Twitter handle in the comment section. You never know. Let's get to 200 likes. I'll give away two year-long memberships or an upgraded membership if you already have one. Uh, all right. Alex, I know you have a play. And every time I see this player's name, it's still hard to believe he doesn't play for the Chargers. But he certainly is now in New England. What do you have? Yeah, this play is probably my favorite play so far of the week. It's Hunter Henry over three and a half receptions. Henry has quietly racked up 19 targets over the last three games. He's become a much bigger part of New England's aerial attack. He's coming off a season best 75 yard performance. One touchdown. He reeled in six of eight targets Um, over half of Mac Jones targets go to his tight ends and running backs. And with James White now on injured reserve, I expect Henry to continue to see him minimum of six to eight targets weekly. Um, I expect the former charger to take advantage of the Cowboys cover three scheme. It's very vulnerable to quick and underneath passes, something the Patriots offense and Mac Jones has leaned on this season. Dave mentioned how much Mac Jones and this Patriots team likes to dink and dunk that Mac Jones is very methodical. Bill Belichick puts or Josh McDaniels puts him in a position where doesn't ask too much of him. He, he throws a lot of short and intermediate passes. Dallas has also given up 27 Seven receptions and at 330 yards, two opposing tight ends this season, 5.4 receptions per game. Um, also, it takes time to acclimate to New England's playbook. Henry just looks more and more comfortable to me each and every week. I expect him to continue to serve as Mac Jones's safety valve. I have Henry projected for at least four receptions. I could see a much bigger day if Dallas forces New England to abandon the run. So, yeah, I absolutely love this prop. In my opinion, should have been set at four and a half. Uh, yeah, Hunter Henry over three and a half receptions. I also wanted to make a quick point just as far as people were asking kind of the difference between combination props for rushing and receiving in comparison to rushing yards for Dave's prop on Ezekiel Elliott. I actually prefer to look a lot of the times towards the combination props because to me they offer a lot more safety when it comes to game script in a scenario where Dallas is trailing Ezekiel is going to be used more as a receiver than a runner. So it kind of just gives you a little more leeway depending on if the game goes one way or the other way. So yeah, I actually think combination props are a lot safer than just strictly running. So yeah, I like that play a lot as well, Dave. That makes a, that makes a very, very good point. And if they're ahead, then they can still run the ball with him too. And it gets to the combined yardage. So great point uh, by you. Uh, all right. Um, Boy, I'm seeing in the in the chat that you give out the Ezekiel or the the Eckler, and either uh, the books have taken it down or it shot up past forty. To, I mean, I mean, you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It, it, it's almost like we have to give it out in secret before we give it out live on the show because they just change it like that. We're going right, to we start over- doing Morse code, Coach. Yes, I, I guess that's no, what no, we have no. to do. What we need what to do is start giving out the ones that we we say we like them, but we really oh, don't like them, so that the books oh. move them. In the direction we want them to move them into. My yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, man, he's gonna that stink is, this. He's terrible. Uh, he might get 25 yards max. That's it. Now let's, let's see. What Alternate line under 50. <laughs> let's see what uh, happens. All right. Yeah. No, not gonna work. No. No, I don't think it's gonna work. All right. Now, uh, we do have a chat question, Matt, because we don't have a pick from this game, but Matthew Stafford over 283 and a half passing yards for the Rams quarterback. Anybody want that one? Yeah, my my initial reaction to it is to go with the under and that Stafford and the Rams flying across the country might just want to get out of New York with a quality style win. Mm -hmm. Um, 
not necessarily throw all over the place. There's a chance they might get forced into that game script, by the way. Daniel Jones is trending toward playing. It looks like some of his receivers will be back. We know Saquon Barkley's not going to play. And one of the Rams' top cornerbacks, not Jalen Ramsey, their next best guy, his name is Darius Williams. He's out for this game. So there's going to be half the field that could be really attractive to the Giants passing game. And they've got this brand new toy in Kadarius Tony. We've been talking about him all week on fantasy football today. He's got an excellent chance to follow up on his huge game with not quite as huge of a game, but maybe score and get around 90 yards in the matchup against the Rams, because I don't think this is going to be the time nor the place that LA is going to go and take Jalen Ramsey out of this role that he's had. It's kind of Mm -hmm. a roving inside slot cornerback. It's been weird how they've been managing. We'll see what they do. But the bottom line is that I think if the Rams had their way, they would win this one by being balanced on offense and toward the second half of the game, hopefully with a lead, that's when Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle would start to take over and take the ball out of Stafford's hands. Great stuff there. You're shaking your head. Do you have some on this one, Alex? Uh, yeah, I, I was going to make a very similar point to Dave. Okay. I think he hit on everything I was going to bring up. All right. Very good. All right. Moving on to our final game uh, today for this week. Now, Seahawks, they're traveling all the way to Pittsburgh. Steelers are only laying five. Uh, Geno Smith will be under center as Russell Wilson is going to miss. Uh, it looks like significant time with the Seahawks. This is the Sunday night game, 820 Eastern time, total sitting at 42 and a half. Alex, what do you like in this one? Yeah, so this is an interesting one. I've got Najee Harris over 71 and a half rushing yards. If you've been following me and tailing my picks this year, I faded him, I think, the first uh, three out of the first four weeks. But, yeah, I was really encouraged by watching Najee last week versus a Denver defense. He racked up 123 yards on the ground, uh, handled 23 carries. His longest rush was only 20 yards. I watched this game. That's really important to me because oftentimes you'll see guys that break 100 yards and they'll have a 50 or a 60-yard scamper in there and it inflates their total. Melvin Gordon is a great example of this earlier in the season versus the Giants. He was like 10 for 30 and then ripped off a 70 yard touchdown in garbage time. And then you look at the box score and you're like, well, he had a huge game in reality. He didn't, he just ripped off one big run and that's just hard to count on weekend and week out. So someone like Harris, the fact that his biggest run was only 20 yards tells me he is just continually sustaining drives, picking up tough yards. The Steelers offensive line is actually playing better. They've been mm-hmm. absolutely dismal to start the season, but they look better. They're committed to the run. He gets a Seattle team without Russell Wilson, who I question if they'll be able to be competitive with Geno Smith at quarterback. And listen to this, fellas. They have allowed 633 rushing yards to opposing running backs through five weeks. That is the second most yards allowed of any defense in the NFL. That's good for 126 rushing yards per game. Najee is getting all of the backfield work for Pittsburgh. The only he's uh, prior to last week versus Denver, when he had 23 and 126, he had only seated like maybe three or four carries the entire season. The only reason that other backs mixed in a little bit last week was because of the fact that they were up double digits late into the fourth quarter. So they gave him a breather. Um, no Juju Smith Schuster. So that even reduces Pittsburgh's likeliness to continue to be a high volume passing attack. They're going to be a running team. They want to be a running team. This is a perfect matchup for them to establish the run versus a very, very poor Seattle run defense. I love Najee Harris over 71 and a half rushing yards. 
Damn, after all that information, I love it too. 600 plus yards? What, Dave? It's at 72 and a half already. (laughs) Over 72 and a half, minus 120. It's crazy. I've I've never seen anything like this. Dave, a lot of the books are taking down your Justin Fields prop. I'm reading in the chat. I don't don't know. That's what they said. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. The reason why I bring it up is because, number one, I looked at this prop earlier today, too, for the exact same reasons why Alex did, and I agree with it completely. The one that I really wanted to take, just like I took the Zeke total yards, I wanted Mm -hmm. to take the Najee Harris total yards prop, and I would probably take that one close to like 105 and a half, not even on the board. I was checking just now to see if they had a rushing receiving combined prop. They don't have one on Caesar Sportsbook right now. If your book does, I highly encourage you taking the over pretty much whatever it's at because Najee will be the centerpiece of this offense against Seattle. All right. I know we have a lot of sharp betters in the chat because the prop you just gave, Alex, guess what it's at now? 73. 76. It's got up five yards in the last five minutes. Five yards in the last five minutes. So as soon as my man... Either one, Alex or Dave, I I would encourage you to have your book open and play it as we're giving it out, because this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is our official recap of all the props that my guys like. Take a look. Take a screenshot, whatever you need to do. St. Brown, we love that over catch prop. Uh, Williams over rush attempts. Eckler over receiving yards. We know that's in the 40s now. We got it. We got it at 37 and a half. So, Pounder, he said it up to 40, 41. He'd be comfortable with. Then Hunter Henry over three and a half catches. Then Najee Harris over 71 and a half rushing yards. If you can get it in the 70s, wow, it's amazing. Then Dave also five plays. Williams over his receiving yardage, 15 and a half. Then Joe Burrow under 35 and a half pass attempts. Tyler Boyd under his catch prop or receiving prop. Uh, and Ezekiel Elliott over combined, combined yardage. And then Justin Fields, we're going to throw two touchdowns against the Packers on Sunday. If you want more props closer to kickoff on Sunday, we're here for an entire hour, noon to one. Alex is a part of that broadcast. Also, if you want fantasy, fantasy football today, also at noon on Sunday, correct, Dave? We're actually starting at 9 a.m. this Sunday on CBS Sports HQ because of the game in London between the Dolphins and the Jaguars. There you go. Starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Turn on your notifications. Let your knowledge be your power. All right. We got you covered top to bottom. Then don't forget Sunday Night Football, 720 Eastern time. We're live for a full hour there as well. I will be in Atlantic City this week. If anybody's around Atlantic City, come on out to the Trop. I'll be at the Caesar Sportsbook Sunday and Monday, come and say hello. Maybe we'll bet together. I would love that. I would love that. All right. There's only one thing left to do. And you know what that is? You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my man, Dave Richard, for proppy long pockets or proppy Hearst Helmsley, whatever you want to call him, he's ours. Prop stars on Twitter. And of course, the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. We love doing this so damn much. Tell your friends about the early edge. Good luck.